Good afternoon. It is May 8th, 2020. This is Ephraim Fink. I'm an attorney partner at Maya Murphy PC in Westport, Connecticut, and welcome to Tort Talk. This will be my 17th episode in the ongoing saga of my personal injury guidebook. Today I'd like to talk to you about product liability. Whether it be golf carts, weed whackers, log splitters, electric carving knives, or of course even car tires, which is very common. When a company produces and sells a product, it has a duty to make sure that the product will not injure consumers or any foreseeable users of the product due to defective designs, manufacturing flaws, or inadequate instructions. Defective products cases are also known as product liability cases and are filed on the grounds of breach of warranty, failure to warn, negligence, strict liability, and consumer protection. For purposes of these types of claims, product sellers can include manufacturers, wholesalers, distributors, and retailers engaged in the business of fabricating, shipping, and selling the product at issue. A product liability claim can arise when a product improperly performs or fails at its essential purpose and causes injury to an individual. The most common products involved in product liability cases are furniture, household appliances, for example, toasters, and electronics, cars, baby items, sporting goods, lawn care equipment, and hand tools. The outcome of many defective product claims is determined by how the item was being used by the injured consumer when the product malfunctioned and whether the manufacturer provided instructions that warned and safeguarded against such potential hazards. If you or a family member or a friend have been injured by a defective product, you might be entitled to damages for the harm caused. In these cases, individuals may be able to recover for personal injuries, including lost wages, impaired earning capacity, and medical expenses. Inevitably, to prove a product was defective, the plaintiff and attorney will have to retain an expert to opine that the product had a design flaw or a manufacturing defect that made it unreasonably dangerous for public consumption and use. Generally, if you bring a claim under the Connecticut Product Liability Act, then you are limited to the theory of claims or actions brought for personal injury, death, or property damage caused by the manufacturer, construction, design, formula, preparation, assembly, installation, testing, warnings, instructions, marketing, packaging, or labeling of any product. Those theories will be limited to a certain way of pleading and proving your case, like I discussed before, which are designated as strict liability in tort, negligence, breach of warranty, express or implied, breach of or failure to discharge a duty to warn or instruct, whether it was negligent or innocent, and misrepresentation or non-disclosure. Also, again, whether negligent 
or innocent. In New York, product liability is not specifically addressed by statute like it is in Connecticut, but is instead covered in the context of personal injury actions overall and generally in Article 31 of the CPLR. Again, there are primarily four legal theories that a product's liability claim can be based upon in New York. Strict liability, tortious misrepresentation, breach of implied warranty, and negligence. Exactly what a plaintiff must prove depends on the claim he is alleging. It should be of note that a claim based on strict liability doesn't require a finding of fault. As for a claim based on a breach of implied warranty, the plaintiff must show that the product isn't reasonably fit to be used for its ordinary purposes. Now, product liability claims can often have far-reaching implications for all consumers, not just the injured plaintiff. As a result, because product liability claims are usually brought against corporate manufacturers, these lawsuits can prompt societal safeguards against the production and marketing of unreasonably defective products, and they can police manufacturing conduct through the tort system that I've been talking about. Consumer protection laws, in conjunction with product liability statutes, can help regulate against defective products through settlements and verdicts. They act as a deterrent to prevent the sale of unsafe products. The Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices Act, or CUTPA, as it is sometimes called, is a great example of the additional consumer protection claim a personal injury plaintiff can plead in a product liability suit. CUTPA authorizes claims involving allegations of unfair and deceptive acts by companies, like product manufacturers, including fraudulent advertising, misrepresentation, and imbalanced competition. The addition of consumer protection laws like CUTPA in a product liability claim are also significant because they can allow the plaintiff to plead and potentially recover punitive damages, costs, and attorney's fees. Perfect example of this type of additional consumer protection claim in a product liability case going on in Connecticut is the Soto versus Bushmaster firearms case that went all the way up to the <clears throat> Connecticut Supreme Court. That case involves a liability action against the gun manufacturer arising out of the notorious Newtown Sandy Hook tragedy uh, where the school was under fire from an individual who had come into possession of such a gun. Right now, the court is allowing the theory of consumer protection to go ahead against the gun manufacturer on the basis that the gun was marketed improperly 